0: yo what's up everyone my name is drew joiner some of you may know me as drew what to do on youtube and i am the host of season two of the beyond the garment podcast a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others where each week i invite a brand new guest on the show within the realm of fashion culture and or art to talk about their life and their experiences thank you for taking the time out of your day to come listen to this podcast it means a ton to me and without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's going on, everyone? Happy Wednesday or happy whatever day you're listening to this on. As always, I'm trying to bring you guys some really, really valuable content here. And today we have one of the the most exciting podcast episodes because I believe that this brand and this brand owner that I'm going to showcase for you guys today is one of the more interesting and one of the best up-and-coming brands out now. Porter James Sports, founded and based in Auckland, New Zealand. Yes, Auckland, New Zealand. Does anyone know where that is? Like right now, do you actually know where Auckland, New Zealand is? If you're from the States or from Canada or from the uh, EU, Tell me where Auckland, New Zealand is. Obviously, it's in New Zealand, and maybe you know where Auckland, New Zealand is, but definitely one of the more interesting destinations to have a brand come out of. Maybe a little bit more interesting than Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, but maybe not. No shade to uh, Matt there, but... Well, anyway, today's podcast episode focuses on brand building, as it so often does, as well as chronicling the story of a brand that I think, like I said, is going to be relatively large in the next five to seven years. Is really developing and building their story as we speak. Porter James Sports is a fantastic brand out of Auckland, New Zealand, like I've mentioned. Josh Ayers, Joshua Ayers is the founder and the creative Kind of director, the creative connoisseur, the 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 mastermind behind the entire brand. And in this episode, there are a couple of points that, or a couple of kind of key moments when Josh starts starts to talk about you know how the brand has been built. When he talks about storytelling, I think it's really powerful. And I think the moment we talk about our favorite quotes, some of the quotes that are driving both of us right now, really really powerful moment in the podcast. Maybe one of the most powerful kind of like chills moments for me i've ever had on the podcast which is really special all right let's stop all the blabbering oh yeah one last thing if you are listening on apple Podcasts, please do your boy a favor give us a five-star review help this podcast reach others share it with a friend share it with someone you care about share it with someone who's into art and fashion i hopefully am doing a good enough job to have you share it all right let's get into today's episode let's get into the live intro We live in a world in which each day a new brand is created thanks to the power of the internet. But rarely in today's world do we find a brand that devotes itself to a life well-designed through the garments they create. Porter James Sports, the Auckland, New Zealand brand, is one of my favorite brands bubbling up right now. The brand assimilates itself to this idea of a life well-designed. And on today's episode, I have the founder of Porter James Sports, Josh Ayers, Josh... Man, I'm so excited to have you on the episode today. How are you doing today, man?
1: I'm good, Drew. Thanks for having me, bro. It's good to be here.
0: Thank you, man. Uh, I actually was introduced to Porter James Sports, you know, through the power of the internet. I I, I can't remember exactly when, how, where. Saw someone in the kind of fashion community sporting your brand. I think it was maybe a, a crew neck or something. And it it had a a very clean design language, and I was like, wow, I I want to know more about them, and we'll kind of get into my thought process behind why I've enjoyed the brand and why I'm kind of drawn to it, and these kind of things. But Josh, man, how how are you doing today? Like I said, how how are things going for you? It's it's a it's a morning, it's in the morning for Auckland, New Zealand, where I'm in Colorado. It's it's the afternoon.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, crazy. Eh? Um, but everything everything's going really good. Um, uh I'm working a lot at the moment uh, we just launched our our second collection um yeah so kind of being mostly a one-man band you know you're doing everything from um content to digital marketing to um trying to move the product you're set you're currently selling to design the product for your next range to yeah liaising with screen printers and dispatch and all that sort of stuff man so it's pretty totally.
0: Totally being a founder ain't easy. There's a lot of hats you got to fill and, and a lot of times you're putting in overtime for your for your business. So, we'll we'll get into all of that, man. The question I always start out with and the question I want to start out with for this episode is, you know, Josh, talk, talk to me a little bit about your background. What is your background and where are you from and how's it like for you growing up as a kid?
1: Yeah, sweet man. Um so yeah, my my name's Josh. I'm 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 31. Um I grew up in Auckland, New Zealand. Um I, I grew up playing golf. Um, Golf was my thing. I was, I was a golf nerd, man. Like at school, I just, all I wanted to be was a professional golfer. Um, I didn't go to parties. Uh, I, I just, I just played golf, man. I was obsessed and, and, and my golf boys were my, my homies. And my, um, my introduction to fashion through that um, was like through golf, like we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So like what we always wanted to do was, like buy something cool that you could wear on the golf course as well as like out. So right. for us, this was kind of like the, like the mid 2000 era. So like, um, it was all about like Ralph Polos back then, you know, like,
0: yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> um so, so that was kind of like my upbringing bro, just being golf. And then, um, I, I went to university. Um, I got a bachelor of business and marketing and advertising, mm-hmm. um, and then I worked my way through the ranks kind of in the advertising and design industry. So I did about 10 years there. Um, I got to, um, I got a lot of success quite early on in that, in that industry. Like at the age of 26, I was the general manager of like kind of like an international agency. Um, Yeah, bro. I was like, I always kind of worked hard. I think, Oh, that was embedded in me through golf. Um, But like, I got some, you know, some early runs on the board and, I kind of got to a point where <clears throat> it was like, this is everything I dreamed of, but I was so unfulfilled.
0: Mm. And
1: I was like, Why am I unfulfilled? Like, this is on paper, like, I'm doing so well. Um, and then I, 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 I've got like a, a few really good mentors in my life. And, and one of them said to me is like, i you're too caught up on your job title, because I want you to write down instead of like, you know, what your dream job looks like, what does your dream day look like? Mm. I sat with that for a little bit and I I wrote down my dream day on paper, you know, waking up without an alarm, um, you know, working my way into the morning with a nice cup of coffee, going to the gym when it's not busy, maybe going to the driving range at lunchtime, um, working from wherever I want in the world. Yeah, Basically wearing sweats or Birkenstocks to work or whatever I'm (laughs) I'm vibing at the time. And um, basically just a life more on my terms. Um, And that's kind of how like, I was receptive to the idea of my next step, which is ultimately what led me to where I am now.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, and I think that uh, the decision to to step away from or to the decision to recognize that this isn't the life I want to live that's a tough that's a tough thing for a lot of people, and I think a lot of people um, do things, work jobs. And are a part of a system that sometimes they don't necessarily understand why they have that level of unfulfillment, right? Mm. Um, and I think let, let's let's touch on that. Uh, I also want to touch on the the kind of the lighter side, the golf too, because I want to know like like what kind of sparked this golf kind of itch for you? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I'm not. I'm gonna be quite frank. When it comes to understanding and knowing about New Zealand, I know a very little. Uh, where does that kind of drive come from for someone who was born and raised in Auckland to like have this, like, Oh, I want to, like, I love golf. I love, like, is it something that, you, that a lot of people do? Is it like something that um, there was like a, like a hero, like the, the New Zealand, like golfer, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Bro, really good question. Um, so for starters, New Zealand, New Zealand's a really small place and we have a lot of beautiful landscape. Um, so, A lot of, say, like America's best um, uh, golf architects come down here and build beautiful courses because Mm. it's like kind of a golfing paradise. People travel all the world, all all the way over the world to kind of golf here, and we've got the most golf courses per per capita in the world. Um, Yeah, bro. So golf's very accessible here for starters. But um, man, we're we're a rugby nation, so. you've probably heard of the all blacks man like everyone loves rugby here and you grow up playing rugby every dad wants their son to be an all black um and I I got into I did play rugby took probably towards about 14 and man we got a lot of big boys over here a lot of um (laughs) a lot of Polynesians and 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 multi-Pacific you know Maori pacifica type people who were just a little bit too big for me and um I was just a little white boy at the time man and I couldn't keep (laughs) up so so um I was either go uh yeah, rugby cricket or golf and I I chose I chose uh golf. Um <clears throat> so and- that was so that was the decision. It was
0: because there's some some quite large behemoth of of rugby players down there. I I've seen some of the clips and things like that. You guys are pretty intense about about rugby for sure. I actually do know that. We so are
1: bro, yeah. It's it's our it's our thing.
0: <laughs> so yeah, let's talk a little bit about let's touch on the um the the A life well designed kind of what it seemed like you were getting into and this can kind of lead us into you know why you started porter james sports right so talk to us a little bit about you know the idea of a life well designed and talk to us a little bit about the origin story of of porter
1: james sports um yeah man so uh so i guess the origin of a life well designed was um kind of stemming from that career change in which I had, it was like, what is my, what does my dream day look like? Um, Mm -hmm. And I come from, like, as I said, an advertising and design background. So I'm very kind of, I think brand is so important. I think so many brands out there just design based, uh, like they're almost product based brands rather than Mm. having like a core brand essence. And when you've got a core brand essence, you have like, almost a brand ethos. And when you've mm-hmm. got a brand ethos, I think ideas come to you so naturally and it allows you to tell that story in a really in-depth way over time. Now, um, for me, I was kind of like, well, you know, like any kind of clothing label, um, it's typically an extension of the founder. Um, and as I said, that was my personal narrative at the time to live a life by design that was more conscious and considered Um, but also my personal style is, you know, um, you know, I'm guilty of, you know, perhaps following the odd trend in my time, but for the most part, it's, it's, I'm pretty attracted to the timeless nature of, um, like my, my favorite brand in the world is Ralph Lauren, just for, Mm. you know, whether you're a 70 year old man in the Hamptons or like, you know, like, someone from South Auckland in a rough part of, um, you know, New Zealand, like totally. you can, you can F with polo no matter, you can tap into it and it's got this universal appeal. And I love that about, um, you know, how brands can do that. And that, that really appealed to me. So the name, um, so the ethos, a life well-designed kind of applied, uh, in both instances there.
0: Yeah, totally. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that when you reference you know, Ralph Lauren, it's such a, timeless like you said it's such a timeless feel to it right and one of the things i was impressed with recently you guys' campaign video was was unbelievably well done really really cool like super dope for for a relatively small brand right um and I'm, maybe i'm getting ahead of myself so talk to me a little bit about you know the the origin story of porter james sports and how that kind of came into fruition like what were the first steps what were the first moments why the naming those kind of things
1: um so I actually started a, a label before. Well, my my there was this little label uh, called Earls here um, that is kind of uh, taken off as well. And, and my mate got me to help out with that at the start um, when he started it, and that I, that was kind of like a uh, almost like a an apprenticeship of sorts where I was just kind of sinking my teeth into the fashion world in a way that it wasn't purely my baby I was still kind of doing my advertising design stuff on the side so right. I kind of had like a bit of um a bit of a taste and then I was like man I can I can do this myself and um I wanted to as I said create uh an extension of myself and just the phase of life I was at and we went into around that time COVID happened last year um we went into like a big lockdown here I think Dylan mm-hmm. was like the first to go hard and fast in terms of like a, like, we called it a level four lockdown, which means like you couldn't even leave the house basically. Wow. And I was just sitting with my thoughts in that time. And like, you know, you know, if, 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 money wasn't an issue, what would I do with my time? And ultimately the answer I keep coming back to was like Porter James. Um, uh, and so the name, um, man, like my, uh, my middle name's James. I wasn't going to call it Joshua James. Like, uh, it did not have the same ring to it. And then I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like trying to envision like my alter ego, who that, that guy is, who has this like life. And I don't know, Porter just sounded cool, to be honest. It's not a, it's not really a romantic story there. Um, no, it is pretty cool though. It sounds <laughs> good. It sounds good, you know? And uh, like, I wanted a brand that, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to, um, as I said, you know, try to develop like a cool sounding name, you know, um, look at a name, like, like represent or like jowned or like, well, what does it mean? You know? But like, for me, I was like, I wanted something classic that could sit alongside like Ralph Lauren in a department store, but could also hold its own and like, like a cool boutique, you know? And, um, Porter James just kind of had a ring to it. And then it kind of just felt like it needed like an extra word to it in my gut. I don't know why. Um, yeah pjs sounds cool too and um i guess like casual menswear kind of stems from like sports and gym attire initially and it kind of tied into the the golf theme quite nicely so porter james sports i slept on it a few nights i was like okay i'm gonna register this company and and the rest is history
0: totally i love it i think it's one of one of my favorite names in the space right now i would say just because i think you could bring up a good point with Jound and or represent like um, and there's a lot of names out there. Like even like, I think of like Emily leon or mm. like uh sporty and rich. I think about those, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm. Um, like a name, so, like take, for example, Emily leon I think Emma means like to love Leon means lion and Dor is his last is like middle yeah. or his first name, something like that. Teddy Sands is his name, Theodore. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of yeah. like, yeah, what, is that? what does that really mean? <laughs> if you really break down each, <laughs> each like, um, no word, but I think Porter James Sports really cool. And I think for anybody who also is maybe going through the naming process, like is that is this something that you kind of advise them to do or is it about a self-awareness thing? Is it more so about oh, what an in- individual should do for their brand? Because there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who have their own brand, want to start their own brand, and maybe they're stuck on the name. I've actually gotten several DMs where people are stuck on the name. Mm-hmm. Is it something where it should be like personal to them? Should it be something that sounds – the best to them um mm. what do you think about that that's kind of like an ad lib question
1: yeah bro that's a really good question um i think it needs to be true to your brand ethos and this is me being like this is my brand roots you know like work out what your brand ethos is what you stand for yeah and then come up with a name that adheres to that you know and sits well with you i also think like what well, is cliche what i say like gut feelings of guardian angels or something like that it's like yeah you know, you know if it's on or not, you know?
0: Totally, totally, yeah. totally, totally. Um, One of the things I want to talk to you about, which I kind of alluded to earlier, was the campaign video you just did for your fall. It, it is your fall-winter collection, right? That's what you guys are currently yeah, bro, that's uh, it. displaying. Exactly. And, and it was really beautifully done. If anyone who has their phone or is using their phone or whatever, um, it would be great if you you know checked it out as we're kind of talking about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure this audio will override that audio but you can just go to Porter James Sports on Instagram and I believe there's an IGTV um, mm-hmm. of it um, mm-hmm. and you can you can check it out there. Really, really well done. Really, really beautifully done. Talk to me a little bit about the inspiration behind your fall winter collection that you guys just
1: uh, unveiled. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I'll start with the content um, and the delivery of that. Like, for me, you know, knowing a life well designed, I'm trying to tap deeper and deeper into the psychographics of what that means every collection. So it's like, you know, if there is this guy Porter James or in this Porter James world, what does he wear? And what does he do and what does his friends look like and what do they drink and what do they listen to and how do they drive? And like trying to transport um, people into that world. I think, again, I'm probably going on about Ralph a lot here, but I think he was like one of the first people to to transport people into different worlds, you know, like Mm -hmm. I think his initial ideation was like the American dream and so it's like how can i transport or the american idea of success or something like that and yeah. it's like, how can i like transport you to the the ranch or on a yacht or the polo or whatever and for me it's like that inspired me to go okay what is my idea of a life well designed and how can i transport that into lots of different places and tell that story through that environment and i also think like you know i think i think it takes a lot i think it takes a while to tell a brand story you know i think one of the best storytellers Um, would be Teddy Sanchez and like his um, the fact that he's I think he's kind of only hitting his strides now you know like it takes seven season seven years sorry sometimes to tell a brand story and if you can tell a story straight away off the bat you know like it's probably not deep enough so Mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of I'm going deeper into that now and now and now Um, Mm -hmm. in terms of the product um man it's still it's still pretty um It's still pretty clean cut, you know, like it's, um, it's, it's my idea, my take on the perfect crew neck, the perfect sweatpants, the perfect t-shirt with like, um, just really focusing on little details, like, um, you know, like gum weight, like fabric wash, uh, stitching details, um, just all that sort of little stuff there, um you know, elevating in certain areas with like overshooting or, or jackets and kind of just, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess for me, like, and probably other people who are listening to this who have their own label could probably agree. It's like when you're small, like it's like we are, it's, it's really hard to be too adventurous with your clothing range, mm-hmm. um, your product range. So for example, like with my factories, we have, um, various minimum order quantities mm-hmm. to say like man I'd love to design like like four different jackets and two different colorways each and like you know do cricket sweaters and purple shorts and all that sort of stuff but like yeah back to the yeah. matter is like I ain't going to move like like 800 jackets at 600 into dollars at this phase of my business like so totally. I'm gonna double down on my strengths until I get to that tipping point where I can slowly go wider and wider with my range
0: totally totally there's a couple things there so i don't mean to cut you off uh josh there's a couple things there. i think the first thing super important that you you talked about is uh and you've been you've been talking about this entire conversation is this creating this entire kind of uh, environment and ethos around the brand right and that that's in relationship to the media that you've put out with porter james sports and fall Mm -hmm. winter uh for this year right and that plays hand in hand with storytelling, which I think you bring up a good point with Ald. I love talking about Ald. I love talking um, about brands like that, and I feel like your brand is like that because it just uh, it resonates with me as an individual. the The sports nature of it. I played basketball. You, you know, you you enjoyed golf and all the things you enjoyed in New Zealand. There's a there's a connection there, and that's why maybe I was also drawn to Porter James Sports. And I think what's really interesting is what you said that I want to key in on again is that you said that if a brand or a brand owner can tell their story essentially uh, very well within the first year, it can mean that the story isn't very strong, right? I I think that's really, really interesting. And you're saying, you know, Teddy Sances is catching his stride over the last, you know, it's been seven years and he's really starting to, to heat up. How do you think about, you know, as as a small brand, how 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 do you think about kind of the timeline and the arc of your brand and the arc of your story kind of progressing over time? Because I know that, you know, for anyone who's starting out, it's it's tough because you, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. Mm-hmm. Right. And having that vision for the future is so key and that belief in the future. Like, what are you thinking about when you, when you t- think about, you know, the brandy, those or the story of Porter James sports five, six, seven years down the line, just like how we see Teddy is, is, able to do.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I think a really good exercise to do that can kind of answer this question is, I don't know that, I don't know what it's called specifically, but like, Say if I got a big piece of paper and I, I write Porter James sports in the middle, and then I write things like um like maybe like uh golf off in one direction, and inter- interior design off in one direction, mm. um uh, hanging with friends in the other direction or whatever. And then you you got these little bubbles, and from that bubble you write another direction. From golf, it might be like the place I grew up. Then from another line, it might be like um what I used to wear, and there might be like the golf clubs I used to play with. And it's, like, you can probably see in a way that, like, ALD did that as well, where it's, like, it stems from, like, ALD in the middle. It's, like, Teddy's upbringing, Greek heritage, um, mm. New York, like, Queens specifically, and, like, all that sort of stuff. And I think when you expand that out, man, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper totally. and deeper. And, man, the storytelling capability is um, infinite. Um totally. And that the more you do it, the deeper you can go into it, and it's, it's unlimited. Like I don't, I don't know where I'm going next specifically, but I um, oh mean, like I do have some ideas for my next campaign already. But like it's, yeah. uh, it's in a similar nature, bro. It's it's um, just telling that that story of a lifestyle design and what that means to me.
0: Totally, um, yeah, bro. Totally. No, I think that's actually, I forget the name of, you're talking about like a, it's like a way to map out an idea essentially. Yeah, is it called cool, mind mapping or something? Mind mapping or a web map or something like that. Yeah, bro, or that's some, it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe a web map or something like that. But um, that's a really good visualization. I think that's a really good tool for anybody who has a any kind of creative project right i think he so good josh he points it out you know start with what your your core is or your brand or whatever the name is and and kind of dive into the areas that make it so and then dive even deeper i love that love that man love that um talk to me a little bit about some of the items that you're kind of most proud of for this collection because i know as someone i create things and and you know i'm happy about the way some things come out maybe a little bit disappointed about some other things Mm -hmm. are there any things in your recent collection that you're like you know i killed this right here i feel really good about this one right here
1: uh i'm all yeah i'm I'm, it's it's uh, you're so right man like as a it's funny like when i when i launch something i'm like because I'm already thinking about my next two seasons you know like it's right. a market I'm like oh man I've seen this so much but but then I put it all on the models and I'm like oh it gives it a second I get I, I get like a, a rebirth of it all when I love it um, yeah. I think I think what Porter James does well is like you know classic streetwear and when um, like the silhouette silhouettes and shapes of it all when I've like styled it in kind of a slightly elevated way in the shoot, like this made me really proud of just kind of how it all came together, to be honest. Like mm. with like, for example, layering like classic, like sweats, like crew neck and sweatpants of like our over our overshirt, and then like a pair of like boat shoes or loafers. I'm like, damn, that's like, it just all sits and, and the silhouettes draped so well together in a way that like is, is street, but also, menswear in a way and um I'm just kind of happy I'm just just yeah I, I just, well it's hard to pinpoint one piece I think man
0: no uh, I totally get you I totally get you if you're it's you're overall just happy with how everything turned out for for the entirety of the project I totally understand I totally get you I just thought that you know I, you know sometimes I talk to different um, brand owners whether it be on the podcast or just you know chatting and Sometimes, you know, they tell me, oh man, you know, this um, jacket that we worked on, unbelievably like proud of this jacket. And not not to say that they're not proud of the other pieces that they put out because they are incredibly proud. Um, but I just, I didn't know if you shared that sentiment and maybe an item or two that you're like, oh man, I actually love the details we put on this crew neck or love how the shorts came out or love how the sweatpants came out. I,
1: yeah, yeah. Just, well, a, just for thought. I'll go on record and say, I, I, I think we've got the best sweatpants in the game. There you go. I, see that. that's sweatpants, <laughs>
0: I love it. See, that that's, that's the sound bite I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, one of the things I want to uh, kind of get you to talk to me a l- about a little bit is um, some of the mistakes that you've made and, and some of the things you've had to overcome. Um, you mentioned the manufacturing in New Zealand, and I have no idea how things operate on in that side of the world. I can only imagine it's pretty similar to what happens here in the States with MOQs and factories mm-hmm. and, and all those kind of things. Um, but, talk to me a little bit about some of the mistakes that you've had to overcome or mistakes that you made that you don't want to be making in the future so that maybe if someone's listening, they can think about them, you know, when they're starting or creating or, um, you know, doing what they do for their brand.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Um, yes, we, we make our garments between, um, uh, China, LA and New Zealand. And, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of moving parts, man, to, to get it all together. And I think, um, I th- I think what I've found in, in like limitations and learnings is, you know, being a solo founder, I think I, I, I've been quick to make decisions sometimes. Um, like I, I say to people now, or I say to myself now is like any really important decisions, make sure you sleep on them. Um, Cause sometimes I can look at something completely different the next day. Mm. And then also I think, um, you know, just even if it sounds stupid, just like, run the idea past someone else like I'm I've kind of built like I don't know like a little flow team of maybe like three mates who have an awesome eye for detail and fashion and I'm just like hey bro can you just check over this for me or hey bro can yeah. you put this on please and um I also think I've been called out before as well like I mean every brand will struggle with this but like you know I, I'm not sure how tall you are Drew but I'm 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 like five foot eleven and um yeah I you know, I'll go I'll put something on, I'll be like it'll be perfect. And then my mate who's like six foot three will try it on and go like, bro, what? This it doesn't fit. I was like, yeah, man, I can't everyone, you but I think kind of understanding who who the intended wearer is is kind of key as well. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, man.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I'm I'm in that six foot three range, but I've I've had I'm pretty pleased with all the things. That you, I mean, I have the shorts, like I said, and I I think they're well, they fit well and they look pretty good. They're like a baggy type, the Saturday shorts. I love those things. I wear those things like every day, man. Literally, my favorite shorts. I'm not gonna lie oh, I'll, to you. I
1: have to get you some more when the new ones come. <laughs> oh, that's love. That's love, man.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I like that. Me you know, taking a day to maybe uh, register whether or not this is the right decision. You know, just. And then having people around you uh, to ask questions, to bounce ideas off of always going to be important. Mm -hmm. Something I do as well, you know, ever, I mean, and for those who know me, like, you know, one of the the greatest kind of ideas or people I can bounce ideas off of is, you know, my lovely girlfriend, Mm -hmm. uh, Lauren. and, And I just ask her just everything. How do you feel about this? What do you think about this? Do you like this? Do you not like this? Just to get her two cents on it. And, you know, she's, brutally honest i love that about her she'd be like that is so ugly you know what i'm saying like like (laughs) that is that does not look good you know what i'm saying like that's the kind of person she is and so um it's important to have those people in your life you know maybe to help um steer you away from making mistakes or help you just refine something and funny enough man like uh when it comes to graphic development for even for edward joiner my brand like um and and by no means am i you know uh uh an expert of all experts or a um, a master is what I'm trying to say. Uh, One of the things I did early on is like when we create graphics, like, Like at first you're like, oh man, this is, this is going well. Like I'm flowing, I'm feeling good. Like uh, things are coming together really nicely for this. And you know, you, you, you step back from it, like you said, and you come back to it and you're like, okay, maybe there's a couple of things I could change and having that extra person tell you, oh no, you actually did decent here, but you need to improve this. And Mm -hmm. because you're sometimes so close to the project, it's hard to differentiate between what you love and what you don't like at times I, I found. So, um, yeah, true. So, Josh I want to talk to you I have a couple last questions I want to ask you before we conclude the podcast episode you've been an absolutely fantastic guest and you know I know I want to get you on for the rest of your day even though it's just the morning time where you are I got I got night time to deal with over here (laughs) Um, talk to me a little bit about um, and that's my favorite expression I don't know why I keep saying talk to me I don't know why people I keep asking questions in that way but talk to me a little bit about you know what motivates you um, to work on Porter James Sports week in and week out. What is what? What drives you,
1: man? I could, I could honestly say, like, if you were to put, like, I don't know, ten million dollars, twenty million dollars in my pocket, this is exactly how I would still choose to work. Mm. You know? Like, mm. other than probably working sixteen hours a day a lot of the time, like I'm living my dream life. You know, like there's there's not much else I want to be doing from a work perspective at this point in my life. I'm sure that will yeah. change like, as I grow, but, but I ultimately feel like I have a vehicle that allows me to work in all the ways that I like to work. Um, I, I feel connected to a purpose. I feel I'm working with creativity. I feel I'm working on my terms with people I love mm. and I feel I get to, I'm a very visual and, um, design conscious human and porter james sports uh allows me to express all of that um yeah man that's it's 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 pretty easy to wake up and grind on this
0: and there's someone out there right now josh i I love the answer because that's how i feel about this podcast that's how i feel about you know the things i'm working on as well is like i have such a like as corny as maybe this sounds, like it's like I love to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like just how you 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 illustrated it. If you put ten million dollars in my pocket, in either of our pockets, we would still do what we do because it's it's more than the money. You know what I'm saying? Your your work populates a good majority of your life. You know, as as nice as it may sound to to, to be on the beach all the time, it it, it gets old. It'll get old. Oh, sure. Just doing nothing, right? You want to fill your time with purpose. Right, and I think that's what, you know, f- being able to work on the things that we work on, and maybe you working on something that you feel like gives you purpose. Continue to do that. I love, I love that answer, Josh. I love. it. I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way. That's, that's awesome. Um, the final question of the podcast, man. Uh, I I wanted to to end on a quote, and I've yet to do this. And the question to you is, and we'll both kind of, I'll I'll give you mine first just to give you a little bit of time too. But the question is, what is a quote or expression that has inspired you to stick, um, to stuck it out or just to, to continue on, continue building, and continue grinding for Porter James Sports? Is there any quote or an expression that kind of drives you, motivates you, that you think about anything like that? Um, and I'll go first. I'll go first. I actually said it in the, I said it earlier on, and it was a quote by Steve Jobs. And one of the things I've been thinking about is um, this quote, and it basically is, you can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking backwards, and you have to believe within your gut, or in your heart, or God, or whatever, that this is literally the quote, whatever, you have to believe in yourself that it'll work out in the end. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so interesting that Steve Jobs, obviously, like, I'm using a a Mac to, to talk to Josh right now, and We all have iPhones and, you know, obviously Apple has been a prolific company around the world. And the uh, idea of belief in in, in the process of believing in yourself is so important. You have to believe through and through. This is something that stuck with me and has been in my mind and been in my my heart for for a while here. So I thought I'd share it with you. Josh, do you have any quote or anything like that 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 you can think of or anything of the nature
1: I just want to say, first of all, I love that quote, man. That's so good. Like, you know, if, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. And sometimes you have to, you just have to take a leap of faith, eh? And just, just back yourself, you know? Facts, Where's, facts. The, the brave, etc. Um, quotes, quotes. Um, I've got two. I've got one that stuck with me my whole life. And I've got one that I saw yesterday. Oh, wow. So... The one I saw yesterday um, was I I won't be able to paraphrase it word for word, but basically it was like, when you feel you're in a creative mood, do creative stuff because Mm. creativity is something that is really hard to manufacture. Like, and I find this with myself. I like, for example, I'm grinding all day doing whatever I'm doing, say 8am till 6pm, My emails will be shut off at night and I know I've got this like four hour window at night to do my creative design work or whatever. And I get to that point and I'm stuck. Yeah. I was having this like golden moment with my coffee at 10 30 in the morning where even if it was just for 30 minutes, I probably should have just parked everything I was doing and got into it because I had this natural gravitation towards doing creative work at that time. And I probably should have listened to the mood I was in Mm -hmm. and I can really relate to that. Um, the other one that gets me through a lot of stuff um, is success is a sum of small parts repeated day in and day out. Love that. Um, you know, you'll see any like sometimes, man. I'll be, for example, I'll spend I'll spend two days perfecting my content flatlays and website uploads and stuff, and I'll do it all, and then I'll see that the proportion ratios of the hat to the t-shirt isn't quite right or something. And so I'll redo all the t-shirts and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, who is this for? But I just have to believe that these 0.01 percenters or whatever are going to equate to maybe a 2% competitive advantage. So that guys like you who see this stuff can, and when you say things like, you know, you appreciate the aesthetic of it or you compare me to this brand or that brand. It's like music to my ears because, it kind of makes it worth it. And all these little things I'm doing behind the scenes are obviously building up to something, you know?
0: Totally, totally. I love both your quotes, man. Two powerful notions. The idea that you you have to, you know, if you're in a creative state, allow that creativity to flow through you. And, you know, the the success component of success is the consistency, the doing all the little things right over and over again. I love that, man. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast this episode josh seriously one of my favorite episodes tell people where they can maybe connect with you or connect with the brand so they can you know check out fall winter and uh do a do what the good people do order order something
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, I, I i i knew this was coming so i actually put on um a uh, free worldwide shipping for all um i've had so much like international followers lately so just um yeah free worldwide shipping at the moment as well so um oh, wow. uh porterjamesports.com or at porter james sports um yeah i'm not important you don't need my name if you can, <laughs> you, can, you can find you can find that out if you want but yeah but, um, uh, thank you so much for having me drew man this is um this is that i really enjoyed your questions there's a lot of a lot of really good thought in there and um yeah i've been really enjoying your content man i i um i really enjoyed your your trends um based oh, thank you, your last night yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got done of that yeah it was really good um, thank you man thank that, you thank bro. you it was good so i uh, no, thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it
0: uh, i appreciate having you on we'll talk soon all right who else enjoyed this episode i have to give a huge shout out to the man josh for actually taking the time out of his day the time zoning was a little bit tough like i said i mentioned this in the podcast when we were recording this it was 10 a.m new zealand standard time and i was recording at like 4 p.m mountain standard time which is in like colorado so it was a debacle trying to get this episode done i'm glad it turned out as well as it did let's get into the post podcast breakdown A few things I want to point out is how just excellent Porter James Sports is when it comes to their ethos, their identity, and the ability to relay or showcase their clothing in a very desirable manner. One of the things that I am a huge fan of is their recent fall-winter collection, the campaign video that they did, which I mentioned earlier in the podcast as well. Excellent job on that, Josh, and everyone at Porter James Sports fantastic job. The models were fantastic. The photography was fantastic. The mood setting was fantastic. Really, really special in my opinion. And hopefully more and more people are being put on and recognize how special some of these smaller brands are and are gaining value, like I said, from this podcast, learning about some of these brands. I want to read you the quote that I mentioned by Steve Jobs in the podcast episode this week. And I think it's a really powerful one. It's it's still pretty heavy kind of in me right now, like it's really, really driving me each and every day, reminding me to continue on. And the quote is by the late, great Steve Jobs is you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in the future. Really, really powerful, in my opinion. Why? Because it's tough to continue on a path that isn't necessarily, um, how do I want to say it? That isn't a, a, a stable nine to five job, whatever you're doing. I mean, for me, this is something that I really have a hard time with at times, because, you know, as much as I have found a, a small amount of success in creating content, doing the podcast, doing YouTube, there are still days. And I'm a human being where I ask myself, "Is am I making the right decision um financially for myself am I making the right decision to forego some of the maybe easier opportunities in corporate America or um, in working a, a different type of job versus pursuing these kind of creative pursuits especially as someone who throughout the course of my life you know I intended on being a a, a, a professional basketball player right and so I believe that one of the things that's really important is this idea of belief and the power of belief. And you, you have to believe that the dots will connect some way, will connect in some way. And that's what this Steve Jobs quote kind of alludes to, that you just have to have utmost belief in yourself. I definitely have utmost belief in myself. But as a human being, like all human beings, doubt creeps in, insecurity, fear creeps in. And what this quote is just a reminder for me that tells me, Continue. Continue on the path. You have to believe that the dots will connect in one way or another. Also, what I think made this episode really powerful was Josh's conversation and rhetoric about storytelling and talking about Teddy Santis and how he's really been able to develop the story of Emilie Andor over the course of the last seven, eight years, right? As you guys know, Emily Dor is one of my favorite brands out right now, once again, because of the sports references, because of the vibe and the jive of the entire brand. I love that brand, love what they do, love what they put out. I know they're being kind of shoved into the, the limelight and to, to hype and things like that a little bit more so, but I still really, really rock with the brand, right? And when Josh mentioned storytelling, he talked about how a brand develops their story over time, right? And that's something that I think all of us are longing to do is to tell great stories, right? That's essentially what fashion is about, in my opinion. Art is about, in my opinion. Any type of creative pursuit is about being able to convey some sort of a story or convey a moment in time, which is a moment in time within a, a, a larger scale story, right? And so the ability to tell stories, I think, is something that uh, is, a, is a really powerful skill that you should begin to try to develop pay attention to brands and storytellers within brands and and messengers that are doing a great job and try to convey your own stories in your own content as well as in your own projects and your own brands right and this is something that you can also take if you're you know not someone who's an individual creator maybe you work try to tell the story of you know whatever your or whatever whatever organization you're representing right i know that there are a lot of people who aren't necessarily creators. In fact, it'd be really curious to know what are all the people who listen to this podcast? Are you guys just on Instagram? Do you um, like brands? Do you have a a regular, you know, not regular, but just a a typical nine to five type of job or talk to I I would love to know I need to I need to hone in on maybe understanding my audience a little bit better. Because I have a somewhat of an idea, some of the people are creatives, whether they be social media. Some people are brand owners, whether they be in fashion or in art. Some people are just curious about the conversations because of the guests that we have on, and so um, it's uh, it's a really really fun time in the podcast. It's I'm kind of diverting away from the focus, but I need to I need to understand my audience. I want to say thank you one last time to Josh and to you guys for listening to this episode. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day. If you're listening on Apple, I would appreciate if you gave us a five-star review. It would mean a ton to the podcast and to me. I have a couple of goals that I'm trying to accomplish in 2021 and for 2022 with this podcast. So I'd appreciate if you gave us a five-star review, shared it with a friend. That would mean a ton to me. All right, guys. Have a blessed rest of your day. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a five-star review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a comment on our most recent Instagram posts telling us what you got out of this episode. All right, wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you next time.